Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 416. We've got a great guest. We've got Mitch Michelle from Millennium with us. Um, Mitch, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Micah Mitchell with Membarium. I, I love that you can't pronounce our company name. Everybody gives us a hard time about that. And we're like, but that's what makes it. Memorable. I can't pronounce anything. So I would take it first. If you listen to some of the previous episodes, my ability to butcher my beloved interviewees names, <laughs> company names is notorious. So don't take it personal. Uh, no, I don't care. Everybody calls me something different. It's cool. So, and uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners of views? Yeah, don't. I'm his co-host, and he calls me Andrew. Um, I'm never <laughs> living to live that down. Uh, hi, my name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of Groundhog, a marketing automation plugin for WordPress. Uh, and I'm super excited to have this interview because I've actually been aware of your company and and what you do in the futures off space. And like, uh, you've actually been a huge uh, um, proponent for a lot of our previous customers. Uh, and current customers for another product that I run. So it's really exciting and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this interview. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, guys. So we're in halfway or gone past the halfway of 2019. Is there any, anything on the highway in the near future where, you've, where you see marketing automation going? Is that a question to me? Yes, it is. Uh, well, so... My friends tell me sometimes that I'm a Luddite, so I'm not like into the future of tech all the time. Um, but I would just say that uh, just everything mobile, which has been obviously, you know, it's there, it's been creeping up for years. But for me, more and more, it's like, you know, I have a software company and I don't even use my desktop anymore. Um, so it's, I used to be very much against phones. Like I didn't have any apps. You know, I hated my phone. I didn't think it was a healthy to have around like the battery and stuff like that. But more and more, I'm just like, whatever, it's it's thousand percent mobile. And so I've got a lot of friends who have text platforms and some of them starting new texting platforms. And, you know, I know it's a stupid, simple answer, but that's all I can think about. It's just mobile, mobile, you know? Yeah, funny enough, I'm totally opposite. You know, I do use mobile, but I'm stuck in front of my main screen most of the day. So I'm kind of pinned down to my desktop. Um yeah, it's it's interesting that as you say that. Adrian, got a question? I do. Yeah. So um, I run uh, a company called Formlift, which is our Infusionsoft uh, kind of connector in between WordPress and Formlift. And for those of you who are unaware of what Membirium actually does, it's a very very powerful membership platform that offers a, a couple integrations with other CRMs. But you started out mostly uh, serving the Infusionsoft niche, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, um, how, uh, let's talk about how you got started and why it is you decided to do that niche and, and how actually just serving a particular niche as a, is a very common marketing strategy, just picking a niche and sticking with it. How, how you actually started to, to grow that and, and serve that niche in order to actually build your business to where it is today. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll try to give a shorter version of it, but in essence, I was doing a, a consulting, like I had a, you know, going to 
quit my job and started a lawn care company. And that's what I bought Infusionsoft for was for my lawn care company, which was total overkill. Um, but I learned Infusionsoft and then I uh, taught myself to do websites and junk like that. And so then I was doing websites for Infusionsoft people. And or I should say I was just doing websites and there's kind of a trend of Infusionsoft people. But I read a book um, by Michael Gerber called Awakening the Entrepreneur Within. And I really like his other book, The E-Myth, but that one... Uh, at the time I read it, for whatever reason to me, it really kind of told me that I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was just some schmuck, you know, trading time for dollars, right? And it made me decide. I, I, I started reading that book at my in-law's house and I ended up reading it all night. You know, I think I finished at like 7 a.m. and I just sat in the chair and read it because it, um, like it was just speaking to me about how I wasn't doing anything valuable. You know what I mean? I was just, and, and no offense to anybody, this is just my thinking about myself. I was just building websites, trading time for dollars. And when I read that, it really basically said, no, you've got to like pick a market to serve and do something for them, make a difference in their lives, like make a difference in the market. En masse. Yeah. Yeah. And so I realized, okay, I've got to make products. And I initially started out doing some free videos and things like that just to get my, my toes wet. And then there was, there was a lot of iterations of membership plugins for me, but um, it was all within the Infusionsoft space. So ultimately with Membarium, you know, when uh, Dave, who's been a friend of mine for maybe, I don't even know how long, maybe 10 years or so, um, when he came back around and said he had Membarium and I asked to license it, it was, it was just a perfect match saying, you know, I've completely dedicated myself to the Infusionsoft market. It only works for Infusionsoft. Um, and so we just kind of ran with it and just stayed laser focused for a couple of years, um, meaning we didn't do custom work. We didn't want to integrate to other CRMs. We didn't want to talk to you if you weren't building a membership site with Infusionsoft on WordPress. We just didn't care. You know what I mean? Um, and so that level of focus, uh, I guess, is kind of what got Membarium to where it is. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, you also, just uh, as a side note, you've also started to at least branch out into um, a couple, uh, or at least into one other CRM at the moment, Active Campaign. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what was your um, what's your what's your thought on because uh, there are a multitude of CRMs and and uh, solutions out there, my my own included. Uh, why uh, why Active Campaign? So you've been you've been focused on this Infusionsoft niche for a really long time. And a couple it was it was it a couple years ago, three years ago that you released Active Campaign? How long ago was it? Uh, yeah, two and a half maybe. Two three. and a half years ago. Yes. So uh, why, why all of a sudden shift your, or at least add that additional focus for, for active campaign? Uh, yeah, good question. There's two parts. Dave was familiar with active campaign, David Bullock, who developed Membarium. Um, so he was already familiar with it and kind of had a soft spot for it. One of his previous you know, jobs, he was managing a bunch of them. And he just liked them. Um, and when we started talking to them, so he, he was kind of pushing it for a while. And when we finally talked to them, they're just such a cool company. They're so approachable. Um, you know, I love Infusionsoft. I've been around forever, so I know the, the people there, but there's a different culture. And at Active Campaign, um, even last summer when we went out and sponsored, you know, we were hanging out with the CEO the whole time and chatting and, and he's, you know, he's just hanging out. He's not trying to hide or he doesn't try to get out of conversations or anything like that. Um, and so because I felt like our values were very similar to theirs, um, that's what pushed me over the edge. But from a practical front, we had people leaving Membarium. And the number one reason for leaving Membarium was I'm leaving Infusionsoft. And the number one place they were going was Active Campaign. So it's kind of a simple, like, you guys are going over there. Well, you know. business decision. Yeah. 
Um, and even that I fought for a while, but uh, as we got closer to them and talked to them more, it was just like, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of a no-brainer with all that stuff put together. Can we expect any uh, new uh, CRM integrations in the future, or are you sticking with Infusionsoft and ActiveCampaign for now? Uh, we're just sticking with those two for now. We, at one point, looked at potentially integrating to a, I guess you'd call it like a CRM aggregator, where um, they've integrated to all these other CRMs. And we said, well, if we just integrate to them, suddenly our market opens up and we can connect to all these other things. But there's a few reasons we didn't. One is that integration was not as deep as we'd like to go. So with Infusionsoft, for example, we use everything we possibly can in their API to, to allow people to do whatever they want. We couldn't go that deep with all of those. We could just do a surface level thing, which isn't really what we're about. Um, and the other thing is with our support, we really pride ourselves on support and that requires them to know Infusion. People think that they're supporting their membership site, but typically it's all put together. You know, we get a support ticket and when we're troubleshooting, really the problem is that they set something up wrong in Infusionsoft. And so we have to be WordPress experts and Infusionsoft experts. And if we, you know, the more CRMs we integrate to, the more training. And so with two now, we can still keep that quality high. So I think we'll stay for a while. Makes a lot of sense. David? Oh, that's me. Is oh, that? <laughs> now I'm doing it. You got me doing it. Nice. Jonathan? Uh, I thought you just did that on purpose, didn't you? He's only been my co-host for a couple of months and he's quite teasy for you, but also terrible. There we go. I asked for that. Actually, that's the name of my brother, actually. David is my brother. Nice. Right. I'm just going to call you both Bill from now on. <laughs> well, I butchered, I butchered your company's name to <laughs> death, didn't I? Uh, um, I've been more worried about... Actually, I was, I've been practicing it, Mitch, and the more I practice it, the worse it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, um, can you tell us what, do, what? Why does somebody buy your company's product? What does it? Because um, to some of um, to some of our listeners, they probably don't know your company or product. What is its main reason? Its main target audience, and why do they buy the product? So. Really, we sit behind Infusionsoft is the way I think about it. And so... An active campaign. Uh, yes, yes. But it's kind of like people who buy one of those and want a membership site, then they go looking, right? And there's only, a f you know, I don't know how many options. I guess there's plenty. But for the real like niche focused options uh, or the people who want them to grow the furthest, they go with Membarium. Um, and when I have those sales conversations with people when they're trying to decide on different softwares... Um, this is where I say, like, we have the depth. Usually a membership site, if it's worthwhile, you're going to do kind of a basic version first. And then if things are working, you're going to want to go further. And what people run into with other products is if the integration doesn't go as deep, then they have to switch. You know, they build their site on a simple product um, and then they want to do more, but it doesn't have that ability. So they either have to get it done custom or they have to switch. And that's just a huge pain. Um, so we've I think that's, you know, in essence, it's like if you use Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign and you want a deep integration because you're serious about membership rather than just throwing up a quick, you know, little gated piece of content, then it's a no-brainer because, for example, with Infusionsoft, you know, you're billing your subscriptions in Infusionsoft. And with Membarium, people can log into the membership site and control their subscriptions. They can pay bills, they can change credit cards and stuff like that that you're not really going to get with most other membership solutions because they don't directly connect to the e-commerce function. Um, 
And without, sorry, getting too nerdy in there, uh, the other reason I'd say really that they buy Mimbarium is just just social proof. You know, there's so many big Infusionsoft users who use Membarium that when somebody goes to a conference or, you know, is talking to that company and they say, what do you use? And they say Membarium, then that person wants to use it. And we're, we're lucky that way. Um, but initially we did a lot of work to get those big clients. Like, for example, Dave and I personally helped move John Asraf's site uh, from one platform to Membarium um, for free, just so that he would move. He's a friend of ours and whatnot, but it's, it's like, you know, we don't expect them to move on their own dime. Initially we moved them because we were more stable. So it was, you know, to their benefit, but once they all got moved and we're happy about it and we're saying like, yeah, it works perfectly. No problem. Support's great. Then anyone who listens to them came over. So sorry, long answer. Hopefully that makes sense. No, that's great. We're going to go for our break. When we come back, (laughs) we're going to be discussing um, Mitch's product again, which I cannot <laughs> so I don't want to embarrass myself. Uh, um, oh my god, fathers, but my audience know my strange inability to say certain words, but we'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. Um, it's been an interesting interview so far. We've been getting our names right. I've been called Dave, you know, my older brother who used to torture me. He was a karate expert and he used to practice <laughs> on me. Uh, um, <laughs> still does when he sees me. Um but before we go on to this interview, I want to talk about one of my great sponsors, and that is Kinsta Hosting. Hey, what is Kinsta? Kinsta specialises in WordPress hosting, and they host the WP Tonic website, and I've been totally blown away with their support and the quality of their hosting. If you're a power user, membership site, e-commerce, anything where you need some quality hosting, go to Kinsta. They provide all the technology stack that you're looking for, latest version of PHP, staging sites, one-click backup, fantastic UX interface, one of the best on the market, and the the cream of the cream, you get fantastic 24-7 support, and I mean some of the best support on the market at the present moment. So if that sounds interesting for you or your clients, go over to kinsta.com and try them out and also mention that you heard from them from WP Tonic. I'm going to throw it over to Adrian because he knows more about this subject than me. But Adrian, got another question? I do. Uh, I, uh, after I, I listened to your interview, both uh, just this morning and uh, when it with at least with Mixergy, the one with Mixergy, both this morning and when it originally came out uh, and your whole, uh, your whole speech about, or, or, uh, your semi rant about moving from a service based company and a service business into into the productization uh, was very um, 
I thought, well, I, I related to it a lot because one of my own journeys is moving from, I used to work in a digital marketing agency, doing the service work and all of that stuff and, and trying my best to move over into actual providing a product and productization. So if you would mind perhaps sharing a little bit of backstory of your own, of your own journey, and if you might, uh, some tips on how, what people who might be you know, working in the service industry, at least in the digital service industry right now, and what potential avenues they'd be able to look at in order to move from doing that day in and day out to moving to a productized mar- or a productized industry? Yeah. Um, Big question, but small parts. It, it is, but uh, yeah, it's a really good question. I think that's the crux of it. I haven't been, so to be honest with you guys, I haven't been doing much for a while. Um, I, I hired Andrew to be our CEO and I've been focusing on health and family and stuff like that. But I've been thinking a lot about this um, during that time because, you know, I, was able to make a product and it's gotten big enough that it's able to, you know, pay people and support, you know, a bunch of things, which is great. But man, back when I started, holy shit, did I work hard? Like just, you know, busting my balls. And in the earlier days of Membarium, so, so there's, there's probably two things here. One is uh, there's a period where you just have to test stuff. And I know everybody hears that, but what I mean is, I was careful to try to test things that uh, didn't didn't get me stuck, you know? So you don't just want to go out and make a bunch of pieces of software. I know a lot of people have done that and then they're stuck maintaining a bunch of pieces of software. And that's why I said earlier when, um, when we were laser focused, that was by choice. That was to say, I'm not doing anything else but this. And, and there was a million opportunities. During the time when we were first building Membarium, people were saying, you should start a mastermind and you should do this and you should, you know, all these different things because I think so many people have this idea of, you know, they need to build a digital product empire. They have to have all these components to their business. Um, but I think about it the other way around, which is you need to just have one thing that works. Um, and that one thing that works, you need to grow as big and fast as possible and take advantage of, you know, the economies of scale. Um, and then after it's big, you can add those supporting pieces around it to feed it. And that's essentially what we did with Membarium. But in the early days, some of the mistakes I made were, I made a plugin. Uh, so I had a, a, you know, when I was working at digital agency or I was the digital agency, I would, for example, have somebody code up a membership plugin for Joomla or WordPress or whatever. And then I, I realized light bulb moment, oh, I could sell this code to the next guy and the next guy. And so I started doing that, but I was selling it for like $500 or something, like not ongoing, just one time fee, here's your code. Uh, not thinking about the support, the updates, anything else. So that was like, the period of time where I was just scrambling around, throwing out plugins. And, you know, I had to work that crap off over time, meaning people would come back to me a year later and say, Hey, what's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like I needed to fix it. Right. Um, so once I chose a product, it was, I don't know how else to put it, but you just have to go all in. And for me at the time, I felt like, sorry if I'm being too crass here, but I, I was just whoring myself out. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, I'm happy to consult 10 hours a day and trade time for dollars because my other six hours a day, I'm going to be supporting our new customers. You know what I mean? Like the very first person who bought Membarium kind of a thing, setting up the site for them so that they didn't have any of those product issues. That's what I was doing initially. And it, it sucked and it took a while, but I, I knew that you know, the consulting game sucked way worse and would just last forever. So it was totally worth it. Um, So that's, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but it's kind of like, 
you know, you, you test some things out, you try to do it in a way where you're not committing yourself to too much support. And the best way I found to do that was info products um, and little freebies as well. So that's the main thing I found is if you don't charge for something, it's much easier to uh, kind of support. Just the expectation is different. Instead of them calling you angry, they're kind of like, hey, could you maybe do me a favor and have a look at this? I don't, you know. So I, I learned some things by doing that, by doing some free stuff. I learned that I really don't want to sell code without a support plan. Um, and there were some other steps in there, but you know, just to be honest, there was a time where I was working 16, 18 hours a day. I remember I'd have appointments at like 2 and 3 a.m. with people in Australia or England or wherever kind of stuff. And uh, it was just crazy, but it was 100% worth it. And that's, that's the hard thing that I've been thinking about lately is like, how do you tell someone who hasn't been through this that that's worth it? Because it sounds insane, um, but it is totally worth it. Thank you. So just... Put up with the grind, it'll all pay off, is essentially the, the tip. As, as long as you're throwing about a third of your effort out of the grind into something forward, right. thinking, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just loved, I, I just loved the way you put that. Um, I just got, you know, listening to a couple of your other previous interviews, you know, you said in this that you had a lawn care business, and then part of it, you, you utilize infusion soft for the long hair business, but why did you do that first step? Can I just ask you, did you have an IT background? Uh, a little. That? Because I, I, I couldn't, with your previous interviews, I couldn't kind of link why somebody in long care would look at Infusionsoft to market their business. If you understand. The yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I did leave something out. So I, I had a job. Um, I'll back up even a little bit more. So, I got a job while I was in high school and I thought, and it was uh, like just sales, but they didn't have an IT person. And since I used to build my own computers when I was a kid uh, to play games on, I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. And I just kept doing whatever they needed. And so I grew into IT. Um, not, I, I have no education. I dropped out of high school when I got that job because I thought, oh, this job's amazing. I don't need school. And uh, so when I quit that job, it was basically like, well, I quit it because I was sick of being in an office, being inside, and I wanted to be outside. And so I thought, oh, lawn care, that makes sense. Uh, and then as soon as I started doing it, I realized, yeah, like Excel wasn't going to cut it. Since I'd run systems, I was just like, screw it. I'm not, not even going to do any of that. I'm just going to buy a system. And like I said, it was overkill, but uh, it was great serendipity. How, how, long did the, how long did you actually do the lawn care thing out of curiosity? Two and a half years, probably. Two and a half years. Yeah. So did you sell it or did you just like end it? Uh, basically just ended it. Uh, I was basically. doing it with my brother and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I think he sold it to my cousins, but it wasn't, it didn't get huge. Uh, we were doing stupid stuff with Infusionsoft. Like we had our, our lawnmowers and weed eaters as contacts in Infusionsoft. And then we'd put them into <laughs> maintenance sequences. So it'd be like, Mower one, you know, needs its oil changed and things like that. Um, so that's, uh, that's uh, one way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say overkill. I did, I just I had too much time. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. a it's a fun story. So, um, um oh, can I? Ask? No, you go ahead. So you know, you like you like you said earlier on in the interview. You know, you you got your product, and then it works with WordPress. Um, there's a lot of fully hosted 
competitors, but what what do you see as the strength of still using WordPress with you with your product or WordPress in general? Yeah, I I've always thought this. I don't think that any of those hosted solutions can keep up with the thousands of developers who are working WordPress. You know, so it's always on the leading edge. Um, one of the examples, and this is a little while ago, but it was uh, when they started doing that like Facebook login thing. Um, you know, it was like immediately available through WordPress and we didn't have to do anything basically. So uh, I think you just benefit so much from that open source community. And even if you have to buy the product still, there's just more people adding to it. Yeah, you've got a whole army, haven't you, really? You know, was it now up to 34% of the internet? Yeah. Just about, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Over to you, Adrian. Uh, so uh, what are you, uh, so you mentioned that, you know, you've been taking the, the last little while to, you've hired, a, you've hired your own CEO and you've been focused on the, on the family. Uh, you're moving into a new office. Uh, what can we expect from, uh, you know, any, any new exciting projects coming up, things that you're working on, things people can get excited about either in the Infusionsoft community or outside? Uh, yeah, something that I can't talk about very much, but I'm very excited about, um, because it's, it's not about publishing content, which is what Membarium kind of does, you know what I mean, how it displays and controls. But it's about how people make the content uh, because we, we've worked with so many membership site people uh, and a lot of them really, really, really closely. Like, you know, we've done workshops and, and consulting and coaching that uh, understanding some of their issues, you know, we're, we're cooking up something that will help them get their content out of themselves and into the site intuitively without having to build as much. Cause most people like make the content forever and then build forever. And this will just be uh, just, just basically make it. Um, that, that sounds exciting. Is this going to be a WordPress solution or uh, something? It'll, else? it'll work with WordPress, but it's going to be a mobile solution. That's why I'm all about the mobile. Very cool. Sounds exciting. I'm excited. What, what, what are some of the big issues that you find that are like common among all of the people who are trying to build these, these course of membership sites? What are some common problems that, uh, uh, that you encounter? I mean, it's basically ignorance. And I mean that in, in a nice way. It's that they are amazing at guitar or woodworking or taxes or whatever. They mm-hmm. don't know crap about the internet, right? <laughs> Marketing or yeah. membership sites, technology, and you know, Membarium is not necessarily plug and play, right? It's, it's WordPress. You got to put it in, you got to connect it, you got to do these things. And we try to make it as easy as possible. But for most people, um, that's the part they get stuck on, you know, is the tech part and the marketing part. And so helping them uh, and, and, you know, beyond that, even the content structuring, they might be a tax expert. They have no idea how to teach, you know what I mean? Uh, and so that's kind of where I'm wanting to go is an intuitive way of saying like, okay, you know something. All right. Uh, let's talk you through how you're going to divide and structure that. Now let's talk you through how you introduce your clients to each piece of content. You know what I mean? They, if they don't go, if, you know, we'll use the tax expert. If that tax expert doesn't go take a few courses himself on how to design and build a membership site, and he just tries to wing it, most likely uh, it's going to fail or at least take a lot, lot, lot 
lot longer than it could have. Um, so the smart people, they go educate themselves, but even then they have to educate themselves and then implement. Uh, and there's just, I mean, it's funny for me to say this because I'm always like, hey, you know, let's make membership sites easier kind of a thing, but it's hard, you know what I mean? Like to, to build all that content, to get it into a site, to get it all working and tested, and then to market and sell it um, is a huge thing. And what most people are thinking is, oh, I'm sick of trading time for dollars. I'm going to make a product and never have to work again. You know, and it's like, okay, well, there's, there's a huge gap, right? It's, there's still, there's still work. It's just a different kind of work. Yeah. Right. The work, the work yeah. never, never really ends. Uh, one of the, mm-hmm. one of the things that we, when people download our own products, it's like, just so you know, there's, there's no such thing as set it and forget it. Uh, if you, if you think that's what our product provides, you are completely and utterly misinformed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, um, I interviewed Justin, the CEO of LearnDash a, a few weeks ago, and they've got a new version of LearnDash 3.0 and they went to 10 up the, one of the leading WordPress agencies and they spent a lot of money on UX design on the interface. And they, I think they've done a fantastic job. Is that something that you increasingly focus on on your own product, you know, the UX design? Uh, yes, it is. So I'm always, you know, kind of mentioning to Dave uh, little tweaks and stuff like that. I, I always want it a little different. But we're also focused on kind of the install process and having a separate wizard. Because one of the realizations I came to is Membarium is such a big, powerful toolbox. There's so much you can do that trying to make the whole thing intuitive doesn't make that much sense. Um, but to help people build a basic site or to have a few recipes that they can plug in some variables to and it can spin up a site, um, you know, that's what I look at in the user interface. What Justin did, I think, is amazing. So I'm not, I, I think he's 100% on track. Um, and, and we love, love, love LearnDash. But yeah, for Membarium, it's, um, it's a lot more diverse in what it can do. Yeah. And so we've really struggled with, you know, there's a thousand different ways to make a site. So how, how do you guide somebody through that? Yeah, it's the, I, I, I totally agree with you because the, there's always this strain on functionality. You want to give as much functionality because that, you know, freedom functionality the core worth of the product. But the more things it does, the more complicated it gets, the yeah. more pressure there is on UX and ease of use, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, and LearnDash is, is a lot. Uh, LearnDash is an amazing big plugin, but from my perspective, it's much uh, simpler than Membarium, um, only because it's designed to you know build courses. And, and there's options within that, but... Membarium is used to run franchises and associations and memberships and courses and internal training portals and software companies run on Membarium. It it just does a bunch of junk, like anything that you can put behind a login, it will do. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. You, tight don't, you don't necessarily see LearnDash as a competitor. You see it as like a complementary platform because there's lots of people using LearnDash and Membarium together, is there not? Yeah, I would say LearnDash is our biggest partner. Like yeah. they you know, um, for sure. That's, that's what we want. hundred percent is in fact, everybody who buys Membarium, Hey, you're using LearnDash, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, that's really interesting because obviously my own company, we specialize in the support of Lyft at LMS and LearnDash. So it's interesting in one of your biggest customer groups, 
utilise both. I, I didn't realise that. That's, that's fascinating. Well, we're going to go, we're going to finish up on the podcast host. Hopefully Mitch has forgiven me for butchering his name, his company, uh, but he's going to stay on for 10 minutes for some bonus content. I've really enjoyed the interview. So Mitch, how can people find out more about yourself and the company in general? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a hermit, so don't worry about me, but membarium.com, you guys can ask anything you want to the support there. Uh, the support's super friendly, super quick, meaning even if you're not a customer and you have questions about memberships or WordPress or Infusionsoft, you know, feel free to come over and say hi. Right. And Adrian, how can people find more about you and your company? Well, if you need um, marketing automation uh, as a service for WordPress, so if you want to replace Infusionsoft or ActiveCampaign with a WordPress plugin, then you can head on over to Groundhog with two Gs at the end.io to download it for absolutely free and go ahead and play with that. Uh, I am not a hermit. You can reach out to me in a variety of ways. My personal email address is info at groundhog.io. And you can also reach out to me on Facebook via our Facebook page, Groundhog WP, or in the Facebook group as well. And thank you for that. And if you want to see our interviews, the earliest with bonus content, subscribe to the YouTube, um, the WP YouTube channel. That's where you'll be able to watch these interviews and other content, the earliest. We'll be back next week with another great guest, giving you insight and value for allowing you to build that online business and become an entrepreneur, e-learning entrepreneur yourself. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.